excited to be here with my my guest, um, Chris Trainer, uh, who's been in the news media business for how long, Chris? Oh, I've been uh, in newspapers for 18 years since about 2004. Uh, a little further going back, even in with my college newspaper, but in the business for almost 20 years. So he spent a great deal of time covering the city, both at the free times and the state. Now he's transitioned into the good life of talking about all the new businesses that are opening up. But he also gets to do things like create the brackets for the best hamburger and the breast pizza. What's the next bracket? Uh, currently, uh, well, as we're recording this, it's um, uh, the best hot dogs in Columbia. We've got 16 different uh, restaurants. Uh, some you know, there might be some more little known, uh, and people are voting on it right now, which which place has the best hot dog in Columbia. So the answer is Jimmy's Mart, of course, on Two Notch Road. I hope I'm not putting my thumb on the scale, but... Uh, we all know it. Yeah, we all, we all, we all know it. You know, you, you, any place you can get, uh, you know, gasoline and hot dogs has got to be, be good. Well, I mean, I would argue, though, depending on the time of day that... You know, the sip go in West Columbia where you can go get a Dixie Crat and fill up your gas and get a cup of coffee to start your day might come close to two Jimmy's all the way and a pump. Now, is this, you're talking about the sit go where there's often, you know, they also you know, grill chicken out front and ribs. Yeah, they got the some Peruvian style. Peruvian, They're exactly. unbelievable. Uh, and that's also a Jimmy's. I'm not sure. I'm, I'm sure I'm ignorant. So I don't know if it's the same Jimmy's as out in the Northeast. I don't think so. But, um, yeah, when I was at Free Times, we did a feature on the gentleman who cooks who cooks that Peruvian chicken out front, and um, yeah, it is uh, succulent to say the least. Oh man, I yeah. love riding by there in the summertime, heading out to the lake, swing through there, pick a couple chickens, couple racks of ribs. Yeah, I usually eat about a half a rack before I make it to the <laughs> lake because it's just you can't you can't ride with that smell, and then that that great Peruvian uh, yeah. green sauce. I don't know what the proper name for it is, but man, it's so good. Between him and you, know, it's, it's a shame because you know True Barbecue in West Columbia, which mm. is my favorite, like really my favorite place. The middle has been closed the last six months. He had a family member die, and they're working out some family matters. But that and the the chicken man at at uh, the Sitgo made for a makes West Columbia the best smelling area uh, uh, on Fridays. Used, used to at least. I sure hope True Barbecue comes back. I do too. I, I I do have to say that they probably had the best barbecued ribs in town. But when it comes to barbecue. And different components, hash and rice yeah. at the railroad barbecue. Oh yeah, by far, by far. Interesting note. Uh, as we uh, we're recording this on um, Thursday, May the fifth. Last night on May the fourth, uh, the Reverend Jesse Jackson was at Railroad Barbecue, uh, having barbecue. You know, Kevin Gray, Kevin Alexander Gray runs uh, Railroad, and they make some damn good barbecue. Uh, and there's also all kind of cool political paraphernalia in there. Um, he's been friends with the Reverend for a long time, so you literally might go in railroad and see Reverend Jackson eating in there. Uh, it's pretty cool. It was funny because Kevin texted me last night, and he said the Reverend showed up today, didn't tell me. Exactly. wish he had given me the heads up, and I'm like, well, I promise next time I come, I'll call you ahead of time so you know. <laughs> well, you know, he called to let me know he was there as well. I don't. He didn't call me and let me, let me know when you're there, uh, but... Uh, We'll, maybe we'll change that. Oh, yeah. I love going in there to see Kevin. And, and you're right. To me, it's a museum. Yeah. It really is a museum. And I tell him all the time, I wish he would take everything off the walls, make photocopies of it, put the photocopies up and keep the originals because I don't know that you could amass that collection ever again if something happened. It's tough to describe. Uh, I would just encourage everybody to go to Railroad Barbecue and eat barbecue. Um, Kevin didn't pay me to say this, but you should. But you'll see... Um, what the mayor is talking about it's um really an unprecedented collection of like political paraphernalia sports as well um kevin for those that don't know is an activist going way you know way back so went to wofford yeah yeah he did go to wofford and he's also a huge carolina panthers fan and is kind of a really dynamic guy he's uh the curator of a book called killing trayvon's uh, that came out after you know, trayvon martin tragedy just a really interesting guy but he's got an unparalleled collection of like you say posters and buttons and um you, it's hard to describe and I'm, I'm, I'm with you I, I would it would be a problem if it ever the place ever caught fire or something well we're, we're hoping to have kevin on soon kevin and i've had a, a relationship for a long time and yeah. um i we enjoy talking about a lot of different issues and 
but we we've had this unique relationship and and now it's even easier when i get to go eat barbecue because that's a no-brainer to sit in there and and we laugh at some of the stuff like the sugar and spice picture you know if you (laughs) Yeah, I grew up in Spartanburg. He went to school there. Sugar yeah. and spice was part of everybody's uh, repertoire at some point during the week, usually when you were hungover. But right. anyway, it was a good time. So so you're from Spartanburg. Yeah, I grew up in Spartanburg. That's right. Yep. Sure did. In the We used to call it the Mill Village because it was so small, and now it's, it's, it's a really cool place to live. Yeah, they're doing a lot with downtown. Unbelievable. Yeah. Uh, little microbreweries and all kinds of stuff. The 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 activation that's happened they got people living downtown they've you know they got the freight yard which is this cool beer garden Mm -hmm. and then they've got all these collection of restaurants that are coming so they're really kind of changing you know that downtown was dead when i lived there i mean just really but so was when i moved to columbia i mean main street you could bowl down main street at five o'clock there's nobody there now look at it yeah um so chris been in the on the local beat Tell us about how that was, you know, being, being a city reporter. In Columbia? Yeah. Uh, well, you know, I had some experience. at I, Before I was at in Columbia, I was in Greenwood, South Carolina, for about 10 years and covered their city council and county council and the courthouse there. Um, so that was um, a good start, if you will. When I got to Columbia, I, I'll admit, when I came to the Free Times in 2014, um, I was confident about what I was doing, but it was also a little nerve-wracking to me because you're jumping from you know a smaller city in South Carolina to the capital city. Um, but I kind of found out that really it's the same stuff. It's the same. <laughs> Can we cuss on this podcast? Hey, absolutely. Okay, yeah, absolutely. I remember going to my editor Dan Cook and saying, "I, I thought this was going you know, to be a lot more dynamic. But really, it's just the same shit. You know, it's, <laughs> it's just bigger, you know." Um, and uh, so, yeah, I did that. For, as you know, I'll know for a number of years. I knew you, you when I first came in at Free Times, you were kind of in your sabbatical between your two council terms. Um, then, of course, you later came back on over in District 4. Um, yeah, it's uh, it's been a hell of a time to be a reporter in Columbia, um, covering the city, covering Mayor Benjamin's office. Um, you know, uh, he was. Um, this mayor with this national aspiration, if you will. So that made it a unique. Um, it's been interesting to see how you're doing the job already. You know, you guys aren't doing it the same, um, but you both love Columbia. So it's been interesting, but um, you know, we had the flood during my time on that beat we had, uh, which is still reverberating through Columbia, believe it or not. Um, you know, the fireflies came to be at Bull Street um, we had the protests of the summer of 2020, um, again, still reverberating through, you know, throughout Columbia, if you will. Um, we had the election of last year and we've had, uh, you know, different elections before that at, you know, citywide at large seats. Um, and then there's just all the things that aren't just city government, you know, as you said, it. I mean, main street is ever evolving. Um, Bull street has gone from. Uh, a dormant mental hospital campus and now I was over there this morning shooting a picture of their new of the new uh, Publico restaurant and there is there are guys working on that site like ants on an anthill um, now so I can see the future and USC is coming to that site as well so uh, the medical school exciting things happening there you often talk about wanting to see cranes in the sky there are a few of them uh, over at Bull Street now, we obviously I know we're going to see more throughout town, but um, yes, it's been a, it's been a hell of a time to be a reporter in Columbia. Um, you know, and while this is all going on, the Gamecocks are are up and down and struggling in football and winning national championships in basketball, and maybe maybe more hope coming in football. So I mean, Columbia is just a great place to be. You know, um, we've seen five points, which is kind of the nerve center to me of Columbia. You know, go come up and go down. Now it seems like we're starting back up the hill again, which is good. Um, yeah, it's it's um, it's not been difficult covering the city. It's just been um, a lot happening all the time. So that's good and bad. So going down that line. Yeah, I know I kind of rambled there, but I mean, no, that's, I love that, it. But I love it. But that's, that's what like, we're here that's for. That's Columbia. 
you know, yeah. I mean, I mean, it's, um, it's ever evolving. There's yeah. never a typical day, but you know, you covered it for a period of time. What do you think the toughest thing was for you to cover? What was the hardest thing that stressed you out on covering? You want to you ask me my personal stress level? You ask me what stressed me out the most? Uh, you know, you would think I would say something like um, the flood, which was devastating. It took out our canal, it, which is the main source of drinking water for this city. And that was, that was, that was over a harrowing, harrowing few days. Um, not a few days, it went on and on, but you know what I mean. We, this city was on its knees for a week after the flood. First time ever. Yeah, on October 25th. Since Sherman. I, I, I can remember myself and Eva Moore, I was at the Free Times at that point, and myself and Eva Moore were driving around, you know, looking at devastation, talking to citizens and stuff like that. And, you know, National Guard was here. And like, a, not a tank, but like a tank-like truck comes rolling by. And normally that would make you feel uncomfortable, you know, but that made me feel comfort in that moment. Like, oh, help is on the way, you know. Um, so that was an extraordinary, literally a thousand year flood. So that's an extraordinarily yep. unique time to, um, a stressful time, if you will. Um, but I'll also say, I'll, I'll be honest with you, and this is, you know, I'm talking to you directly. I mean, uh, covering last year's election, um, that, of which you were in one of the races was stressful to me because, um, I want to do, I want to do the best job I can do always and be as accurate as I can be. And, you know, um, you develop relationships with people over a number of years. My, you and I, uh, myself and Miss Devine, who ran against you, myself and other people who were involved in other races here. Um, and it was just, <laughs> it was uh, a lot. And um, my phone would not stop ringing, uh, my pinging, you know, throughout the year. Um, and so it was stressful, not in terms of some traumatic thing that was happening, but just a lot was happening and I wanted to do the best job that I could uh, for the state. And I think we did. I think we provided great coverage of this, you know, the city's elections, an historic election, you know, going from our first African-American mayor to now a new mayor going, uh, we end up electing uh, the first Indian-American woman in the history of this city to a citywide seat. Uh, we ended up electing a new member in District 1 who was replacing a quarter century member. Um, so, in Sam Davis. Um, so, it was a very, very important election. So, it was, it was stressful. Um, but I think, um, I think we got through it and did some good coverage. It was it, it, it was interesting for all of us, especially those of us who were on the other right. end. Right, I'm not telling you anything. I'm not telling you anything. I mean, I, you know, look, by, by, by the end, you know, it's funny because you, <clears throat> there's pockets, you know, you, there's you know, people who are involved in this. And you got the voters, right? However many thousands of people voted and they saw the TV commercials and they did all the stuff. But like, there's this small handful of people who are in it. The candidates, the beat reporters, the yep. consultants. There's this, in all of Columbia, with 150,000 people living in it, there's like 500 if that, I mean, there's like a hundred people who are in it, you know, um, in an election. And so, um, and everybody else is just voting and talking. So yeah, it was, it, it was, it was stressful, but rewarding as well. Yeah. It was, you know, historic elections in the sense of we had such a massive change yeah. in, in council, which as yeah. long as I've lived here, which is almost 35 years, it's never happened. Right. I think it's a good thing for our community. Um, to have that kind of change, uh, but people were engaged, which also gives me hope. Uh, you know, yeah. we got to continue to get more people engaged in the process because we can't have a thriving community if we're not together. You know, and yeah. working together, and people are engaged. Ten percent of the community voting doesn't salt doesn't help us. We really need folks engaged. And yeah, and that's I agree. And you know, that's been if you go back and look, you can look. Anybody can do this. You can go on the city's website and look up the last elections going back to I'd say the modern era you know going back maybe 20 years or so um 20 20 25 or more you can look up the results and see new precinct by precinct results if you're a nerd that's actually cool to do uh to go look through but it's never been a, it's never been a good turnout in terms of the percentage um you know even even last year's election uh, even even when Mayor Benjamin and Kirkman Finley ran against each other which was a uh, 
you know, clash of Columbia Titans, if you will, from different sides of the aisle, you know, it still was a low turnout percentage, uh, in my opinion. Absolutely. Um, so, you know, I think it feels like people are more engaged right now um, and that there's a new thing happening. I mean, that's, and I'm not just saying that because you're the new mayor. I mean, you mentioned that the council's got different people on it now. Um, and it feels like, um, I don't know, there's, a, there's some younger people who are now becoming adults in Columbia who are trying to, I don't know. Uh, I think it's a renewed energy. That's yeah, what I yeah. tell people. People are renewed and they're engaged and they're starting to see what other communities have and, yeah. and why shouldn't we have that and, you know, seeing growth in other parts of our state and that we haven't had. So, you know, I think it's a great thing. Yeah. So we talked about your 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 stressful. What was the funniest thing you ever covered in the city of Columbia? Uh, the funniest thing? Uh, there just had to be something that, that was just out ridiculous through the, you know, like, oh, my God, I can't believe I'm covering this. Um, gosh, I, I don't know. Um, you got me with that one. Um, well, we can come back to it. There's yeah. no stress here. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I mean, let me think on that. I mean, there's, I mean, there's a lot of ridiculous, you know, ridiculous things. Um, you know, I, I, okay. I mean, this isn't funny. Uh, it is kind of funny, hell. I, you know, but <laughs> uh, I used to, and he'll pick on me. He'll probably listen to this podcast and call me up and cuss or something. But you know, the mayor, Mayor Benjamin, would always he would have some interesting proposals you know he, he always had his eye on a big thing you know and um he said he wanted to put a beach at finley park uh and i end up i end up making a um the title of my story was surfs up <laughs> mayor benjamin wants to put a beach at finley park and uh it's not he actually wanted to do it but um considering where finley park was at the time it was just like wow you know that i don't know if about a, if a man made beach over there is uh is this is the time for that uh, and eventually that kind of went away. And yeah, That's because there was no wave pool. <laughs> That's why it went away. I mean, there was no wave pool. Oh, mean, you can't have a beach without a wave pool. Oh, is that literally bouncing? No, okay. <laughs> I was going to say, I mean, you know, and obviously you guys are now, you know, studying a, a Finley Park uh, redo. And I think one day we'll get to that. But, uh, you know, just, 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 there was a lot of, uh, <coughs> of things like that. Um, you know, I had a, uh, I did a story about, and you know, Mayor Benjamin, forgive me for that. Sorry, but I still think I still think Steve, it's okay. I still think <laughs> I will get a text about this, uh, but I, I still think it would have been uh, weird to see a beach at Finley Park, um, and I got a headline out of it. But you know, over at Taylor Street, there's Busted Plug, uh, the famed fire hydrant. I've got a deal for you. <laughs> you can have it for one dollar. All you got to do is move it. Yeah, well. We've been doing this for years because, uh, you know, when when the, when that site was sold several years ago, there was this thing of, well, what are we going to do with Busted Plug? And as, as those that don't know, Busted Plug is a huge, giant fire hydrant um, art installation created by the artist Blue Sky. And Blue is eccentric. And so, and so Blue said, uh, so... The, the the apartment complex got a, got sold over there, and people said, "Well, what are we going to do with, with with busted plug?" And there was talks about what the city might do. Talks of moving it to Finley Park. There was, you know, as to as we sit here today, it's still sitting where it always has. But Irmo talked about there was some talk that Irmo wanted it, and Irmo would sit it out near the Wendy's out there in Irmo. And so I called uh, Hardy King, who was on the council over there at the time, and and said, uh, you know. Y'all guys, y'all want busted plug? And he was like, what, you know, no, that's nothing we're really talking about, you know. Um, we've, there've been some little talks, but I just definitely don't um, think we're gonna take busted plug. So I called Blue back up. I said, Blue, uh, no, I didn't call him up. We walked over, I was over at Taylor Street with him together, standing in front of busted plug. I said, uh, do you, uh, what do you think about this? Hardy King says, Irmo doesn't want busted plug. And Blue says to me, I, I quote, he says, quote me on this. This is my message to Irmo City Council. F*** you. <laughs> End quote. 
And being being as I was at the free times at the time, we printed. You, you could print it. We, <laughs> well, we printed it just like that. You can look it up. You can find that story. You search Chris Trainer, Blue Sky, Busted Plug. And you'll find that story, and uh, you'll see he indeed said that to the Irmo Town Council. The, so that was pretty funny. The funny part about that discussion is, is everybody's talking about the busted plug. Yeah. I'm more worried about tunnel vision than I am the busted yeah. plug. Yeah, because that land bank, that's been sold, hasn't yep. it? Yeah. And somebody's going to redevelop that. And so to me, tunnel vision is what busted plug can get moved. It can be done, but you yeah. can't recreate tunnel vision. Yeah, it's interesting because like, you know, Blue's a little older now, still still an eccentric artist, but like eccentric for uh, sure. Yeah, you know, and but you look around town, you know, he has Tunnel Vision was iconic. It still is. Yep. Um over on Main Street, we have never bust those chains, chains. That, that link the building. Um so he's been an important part of Columbia's uh the funkiness of Columbia. Busted plug gets a lot of talk because of just what it is. Um, and of course, you know, it used to work, so to speak. There would be sparks. Yeah. It, was, it was supposed to shoot water. That and tunnel vision was supposed to look like a car had come down through there, there. And, and wrecked things, you know, kind of a wild E. Coyotes, you know, scene down there. Beep, beep. Yeah, exactly. Um, but uh, no, it would be a shame. It would be a shame if tunnel vision, I mean, that's public art. I would hope that whoever is working over there would consider keeping that. Yeah, I don't know. We're trying to figure out what to do with it. The cost to move it, remove it, and redo it is extremely expensive. Yeah, I'm in tunnel vision. I'm, uh, I'm oh, talking, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but yeah, I, I did it. You know, you're, you're, you're doing it, but I remember the weight of it. I mean, it's like thousands and thousands of pounds. It's crazy. It would, it would be, yeah. So <laughs> I have a feeling that Busted Plug will be there a while, but maybe I'm wrong. Well, it'll be interesting to see. Well, you're covering the business in Columbia now. Yeah. Tell me what you know you've been on the beat for six six seven months six seven months yep what are you hearing out there what are you seeing what what excites you what scares you mm. you know give us a general feel of the business community out there. yeah specifically i look at like retail a lot um uh and specifically we do some economic development on that side but but you know a lot of a lot of retail and, and such as that um well you know, Columbia always, what I see and what I like seeing is a lot of locally owned businesses starting. I talked to a lady this morning um, who is starting a new bakery over at Canal Side. I look at Canal Side. Suddenly, you know, they, they had struggled to get commercial in Canal Side. Now we've had a, a grocery store open there. Um, Bear Keller is going to open a full production brewery there, as you know, um, in the fourth quarter of this year. And now a lady starting a new bakery restaurant there. This is just one little area, but I'm using that as an example of all all those folks involved are locally owned, you know, properties. Um, and so I'm excited to see that. I and mean, we talked earlier in this podcast about the new Publico over at um, Bull Street uh, at the second one after the one that was opened in Five Points a few years ago. That same gentleman, Mike uh, Duganier, opened Boku Saloon in the Vista. So you're seeing these, I like seeing these locally owned um enterprises getting going and in fact you know you we kind of jokingly referenced the brackets we do these kind of fun food brackets we do but we get our best votes in those when like local businesses are involved because they get involved uh the village idiot just won the best pizza you know and we had 32 pizza places in that bracket and they all got involved in voting so congratulations kelly and brian kelly and yeah brian the guy some call him the godfather i call him the king of crusts but uh he's um a great guy but um brian glenn brian kelly glenn at, at village Idiot. but um so i like seeing that but you know, it's interesting because people here what you know they like seeing that too but you also hear people saying like they always want like a cheesecake factory you know what i mean um and like if i write about chick if i if i write about chick-fil-a if you got if you if you died today if you walked out here and died in the street i would get a, more page views on a story about a chick-fil-a than i would the mayor being you know killed in a car crash or something i mean i'm only half joking like people love to read about that stuff too so um columbia is doing a little bit of both of it right now i think um 
I'll tell you too, I mean, not to get whatever, but you know, if I, if I write about retail in Lexington, um, it gets crazy readership. I mean, there's a lot of people out in Lexington County and city, um, you know, who, who, who are hot about the growth out there too. Um, and I know Columbia and Lexington have kind of been staged as like foils for one another, but really we're, as the world goes, we're really not. I mean, like the two things are, should have a symbiotic relationship with one another. So, um, you know, I see business growth in the region. Um, perhaps not the industrial growth that we see in, in a Greenville or Spartanburg, you know, from Spart you being a Spartanburg native and just a South Carolina resident. I mean, you know, that 85 corridor just continues to uh, bustle with new industry, particularly in the automotive sector. You know, you don't see that kind of like, yeah, what's our thing in Columbia? We don't have that thing, you know? Other, not counting like the University, Fort Jackson, those rock bedrocks of those government. are assets. Those are, yeah, yeah. I'm talking about you know what what you know what in Charleston they do tourism uh, amongst other things in the upstate. But, but I do, would uh, tell you, yeah, uh, in that line of thought, what people don't realize, Chris. Yeah, we get 15 million visitors a year in Columbia, South Carolina. I don't discount that. I don't know. Our problem that. is, is we only five million of them spend the night. Right. So Myrtle Beach gets 20 million visitors a year. Yeah. They're the largest tourist attraction, but all their folks overnight. So yeah. there, there's a difference. But I will tell you, I think as industry grows here in the future, I think the Midlands, and I use the Midlands term loosely, Yeah. Kershaw, Calhoun, Sumter, Newberry, Fairfield, we're going to get something big here. Yeah. We're closed because we have the workforce. Look, we, we haven't tapped the 60,000 kids we have here. Right. And I think as industry, you talk about college, college kids. Yeah. yeah, I see the industry. I think somewhere in here, and I think what'll benefit Columbia out of what happens in the corridors that we're going to get some of the internal. Could be the operations. It could be the headquarters office. It could be their cyber units. We have to target our development around urban because we're not a, a set tourism like Charleston, which is a destination place, sure. and we're certainly not industrial like Greenville, Spartanburg. Right. Yeah. And so, I mean, I, I kind of veered off there. I, I think you're right. I'm, I'm not saying it can't. I'm not saying it won't. I'm just saying industrially, I don't think we're, I still don't think we're thought of like a Greenville. No, I um, agree with you. Yeah. Um, not saying we can't get there. Uh, I, there's a lot. I, I've been surprised as I've, you know, throughout my time at state, the free times, other papers, I've, even though I've covered government, I've always covered business too. I mean, you always pick up stuff. But to be on a dedicated beat with retail, I've been surprised at how busy it is. I mean, I could, I could just about write about an opening, like every day. You know, every every day, or, or you know, an opening, a closing, a new something. Uh, you know, somebody trying something different. Um, so it's you know, and, and look, we still have rock solid people who've been here a long time. I think I saw that Ravant in um, Five Points is 30 years celebrating their 30th tomorrow. Uh, well, again, tomorrow. I'm recording this on April the 5th. They're supposed to celebrate their 30th on the 6th. So, yep. um, yeah, you know, they're, Columbia's full of those kind of businesses like that that are like, you know, um, the Village Idiot, the aforementioned Village Idiot Pizza, they've been around 30, 30 plus years. You know, Ravant's been around 30 plus years. We all know Groucho's and like the old battles between Groucho and Andy and um, at Andy's Deli, you know, RIP. But like, you know, Columbia's just got those old mainstays, but we're, we're also doing some new things now. I know, I know because I'm writing about it like every day. I think it's great because you've also got people like Chris Davis and John Sears. Yeah. Who have opened a new restaurant, uh, Hendrix, but also now are the owners of No Name Deli. You just broke news to me. Oh, you didn't know. That? I did not know that. They, they bought it back in uh, January. I didn't know. I did not know that. Yeah. So and, and I went by a, there for lunch today, and y'all, I couldn't even order because the line was so long. And what for me was, I had no problem with that because yeah. I was excited because the people who were all still working there, you could tell they were happy about being busy. And you got a mainstay place to me that I, that's one of those places I love. What yeah. I'd love to do. Chris, I'm going to put you on the spot here for a minute. All right. I think it would be fun for us to go out and do a story where we go to some of these holes in the walls 
and and go have lunch or breakfast or whatever and talk about like the food gallery on river road right right yeah places like that that some people don't know about but i think would be incredibly excited to get to know the food gallery started by they they went viral almost immediately with a video back they started several years ago now but like a video went crazy on like TikTok and like twitter of them just showing their food and they kind of took off here in Columbia. Um, yeah, that sounds good to me. I mean, you, you, you know, I, I, I'd, I'd love to um, highlight and, and do highlight some some of these places. So yeah, look, anytime you want to go eat food with me, uh, I'm happy to do that. I did not know John and Chris had had gone over to No Name Deli. Uh, I think it's fair to say that those two guys um, owned ran several dive bars and so to speak, college bars, dive bars in Columbia still do. Uh, I think a lot of people know that, but yeah, you're right. It's been interesting to see them diversify because Hendrix is certainly high end. I believe if I could be mistaken here. I believe John's also involved in gourmet shop, the gourmet shop, right. With Amy Beth Franks. Uh, and now you're talking about delis. So yeah, you, you have people who are doing different things, you know, and, um, but they're reinvesting our community. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. That's what's exciting. Yeah, it's interesting because Columbia, you know, you mentioned on the food gallery. You know, I, there's a, there's a, there's a, we get caught up a lot. I'm, I'm, I'm talking about my, my perspective of covering things like what's happening downtown and what are the Middletons doing or, you know, Main Street, which is a lot, by the way. But, you know, I, I, there was, there's a place on, uh, near River, off River Drive, near where Edna's used to be called, uh, Bucks. Well, near Bucks, but this place is called Hook Fish and Chicken. And I haven't so, been there yet. Hadn't, hadn't, hadn't been there that long, but I went in. I said, I see y'all are a new business. I, I write about new businesses. You know what you got going? And she took a uh, plate of chicken wings and she spread this dust on it, this white dust. I said, well, what is, what is that? And she said, that's our seasoning and that's our secret. Anyway, I took a picture of it. We did that story. It's one of the most read stories I've ever had. It's, it's, there's nothing to the story except this place exists. Here's what they're doing. But people read the hell out of that. And like, what did it taste like? You didn't even get to the best part. Oh, to me, it tastes like a little bit of, they definitely have some sugar in it and a little lemony, if you will. Um, that was, it, it's really good. Uh, but my point is like, people are interested in what's happening downtown, but they're also interested in what's happening on River Drive and Two Notch Road and, uh, you know, Devon Street, <laughs> you know. So, um, oh, I agree with you. Yeah. So it's, um, you, we, we've got a diverse city and that's we're actually, it's actually, actually reflected pretty well in our dining scene. Like we've got a low key, like a low key badass dining scene. Oh, I think so. I think we got these hidden treasures. We've got some marquee, you know, great restaurants from bourbon to Hendrix to, you know, motor supply and Terra. But then you got, you know, things like that the Beltline Grill have right. you been there yet no I haven't so this guy took an old ale house on Beltline right there at the bottom of the hill between Forest Drive and Two Notch and he's got this great little restaurant tucked away back there in the back um, that a lot of people don't know about but man, uh, great food uh, I need to check them out you, 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 you're you teaching me something there I'm, not, I'm literally writing down right now Beltline Grill I should add here. I don't know if this is fair game. Uh, we we there. I'm what we're talking right now. There's bourbon around. There's chips and salsa around. We've got an entire band of people in the room here with us. Uh, it's it's pretty incredible, actually. I think the band 98 Degrees is in the is in this room with us now. <laughs> no, this you know the whole purpose of this podcast really, and the reason why I wanted to do it is because I wanted to introduce people in Columbia to different different folks and, yeah. and let the hear the story behind it I think one of our our biggest problems in Columbia is we've never told our story and I think this is my way of telling our story is is having people I've had Mrs. Boyd here yeah I've had Laddie Howard here I've had Christian Nemi and now I've got you know our famed uh, local reporter <laughs> Chris Trainer. I will have Kevin gray here at some point you know we just really have this unique mix of folks coming in and ha having fun i mean christian and i talked about food for dang near an hour and a half and just laughing and playing off you know about it because one we we love and we all we all started at the same time 
mm. back in the early 90s. Right. So we grew up in the restaurant business together and, and seeing it. So, you know, it's fun. I, in the early 90s, I was at Abbeville High School in Abbeville, South Carolina. I, I'm sorry to tell you. I was washing dishes and working all night. But uh, yeah, I, was, I worked at McDonald's when I went to high school, by the way. Um, all right. So I have to ask, what was your favorite thing to eat? At McDonald's? Yeah. Um, man, they made a sandwich. I worked at McDonald's for eight years, by the way, in high school and in, into college. Um, and by the way, it was the best. Uh, I learned more about people in life doing that than like anything I've done. I tell people all the time, yeah. if you want, you want to prepare yourself for the business world, work in, in the hospitality industry yeah. when you're young because you see people at their best and their worst. It, you, you know, at a young age, you're coming in contact with, first of all, you learn how to handle money. You're coming in. You know, well, you they can, don't do that anymore. No, they don't. <laughs> now they handle a card. Now they handle a card. I know, but I mean, back then, yeah, we, it was money. But you had to actually calculate change. Man, they did a sandwich in the mid '90s uh, that only lasted like six months. They thought it was going to be like the next big thing, but it only lasted like six months. It was called the Arch Deluxe. I remember that. It had a great like Dijon Dijon type sauce to it. Man, I wish if they if if. I don't know if the if our overlords at McDonald's were listening to this podcast, but if they are, bring uh, it back. Bring it back, man. Bring it back. Maybe it was just too early for its time. Yes, yeah, right. The world wasn't ready for the Arch Deluxe yet. Uh, I was, uh, <laughs> uh, but no, yeah, I, I worked there. Yeah, so in the early nineties, I was I was going to Abbeville High and uh, working at McDonald's and playing on the basketball team there. That's awesome. Yeah. So. Quick, a little quick fire. What's yeah. your favorite sandwich in Columbia? Uh, man, I, I, actually, I was going to give something very basic and say, say like the Apollo Dipper at Groucho's, but actually, I've got a, I'll have to say it's the Philly over at, uh, the Philly steak over at Thirsty Fellow. I just love it, man. It's got, I, I don't know if you, you folks know the Thirsty Fellow <coughs> down by the Colonial Life Arena. They've got a great brunch and they do great pizza, by the way, but. They have a Philly there that's just amazing. I get that with some sweet potato fries, which they give you with like a little cinnamon dipping sauce thing. Um, but it's real just peppery. They put way too much cheese in there. It's just really good. I haven't had one of those in a long time, but um, I saw where Christian tweeted out the other night that Transmission over here yeah. on uh, Main, Main Street has the best Philly steak in town. And I haven't tried it yet. I'm going to get there one day when they're open and – it Try is, it out because it's only on Mondays. I right. It's damn good. I, I still give it to Thirsty Fellow, but Transmissions is damn good. Now, their wings, the wings at Transmission are awesome. They do the smoky logging wings, you know. Also, you can, like, play Jurassic Park pinball while you have your wings. It's um, Transmission's a pretty cool place. I've heard it. I have not been there. I have to. It's one of those that I'm got to check my box and head over there. Yeah, it's really neat. For those who don't know, it's like a, it's like a bar restaurant slash arcade and they play these old school they got all these old like the games like you and i would play when we were younger uh in there and you know you can you can even rent out the place you know for the night at least you could during the pandemic you could like rent out the place for a night and play all night but um yeah transmission arcade so how many nights did you do that <laughs> did I? <laughs> I i didn't do it but I, I only went one time when a friend said hey i've got it for the night um i didn't it wasn't, it wasn't crazy to rent it though um but uh, you know, again, that was like during the pandemic. But they're, they're yeah, they, they have good fillies. But I still, that's probably an unlikely answer. But I know you're a burger guy, and you chose Max as the winner. Uh, well, Max, Max, our readers chose Max as the winner. Um, I love Max on Laurel, Max Cash Grocery, as some people call it. Um, you know, you go in there. They've got the little that Oscar Mayer Wiener balloon that's got like more dust on it than like than like Nefertiti's carcass. I mean, it's like, it's got that. I think they've got like a, uh, like a Bobby Labonte picture in there. Anyway, it's amazing. And they've got this, you know, you got to know how to order. You got to go to line up and lunchtime, you're going out the back door and it's like lawyers and, but also like firefighters and homeless people and everybody in there trying to get a burger at lunch. Um, so I love Max. I mean, Max reminded me of the kind of places like I grew up going to. So it's kind of like a relic of Columbia. You know, it reminds me, you remember Stuffy's over on? Um, yep. It reminds me somewhat of Stuffy's that used to be on South Main Street. Um, but <coughs> yeah, me. Max on Laurel. I, they have, they serve a good breakfast over there too. I, um, did you ever have, uh, 
Sheely's. When it was on back behind the Palmetto Compress, yes, they had the little shoestring fries. Yes, and the, the the griddle burgers, griddle like a griddle patty melt yep. over there. My uh, uh, one time, uh, my <laughs> this was in the early nineties. My uh, uh, uncle, this was in South Carolina had Barry Manning and Jojo English, all those guys in basketball. They were playing Clemson one time, and it was like sold out at the old Coliseum. So we want to – Eddie Fugler was the coach. No, this was before. This was George Felton. George. This was, this was when George was doing this. Is, I'm going back a little further. Eddie was a great coach. but So this was – so we went over to the Coliseum, couldn't, get, couldn't steal a ticket, you know. But I got one ticket, but my, but my uncle and my brother didn't get a ticket. So I ended up going in with my cousin. Anyway, my brother to this day still is pissed about that. And he's pissed that my uncle took him over to Sheely's for a burger and to play Golden Tea. Uh, and that's what he got for the evening while I went to Clemson Carolina yeah, game. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, that's a, very, that's a very esoteric story. I'll probably end my career uh, boring people with that. But, yes, I, I, I'm very, very aware of Sheely's, and my brother still pissed at me about Sheely's. Have you tried Jack Brown's burger yet? Man, I tried to go, and it was out the door at lunchtime, so I went across the street to home team. But um, – and you know, which is always a good choice. I got to give those guys credit. Jack's. Jack's got a good yeah. burger. Yeah, they do smash burger style, right? Yep. And they use that Wagyu beef, and I mean the flavor. They don't believe in lettuce and tomato. I mean, you get that beef flavor right in the bun. Yeah. It's pretty. It's a pretty pretty good sandwich. I you know I didn't. I used to like not believe in lettuce and tomatoes either. <laughs> I've been on a diet recently. Um, so I've, I ate three salads this week. That's the most I've ever eaten in a week in my life. So, salads. <laughs> three this week. I ate three salads this week. That's the most salads I've ever eaten in a week in my life. Wow. Yeah. Turning over a new leaf. <laughs> Pun intended. No man, just just trying to do a little something. Yeah, aren't we all? Yeah, yeah. I mean, coming off the can, you come off the pandemic, and then you go to a campaign where you're eating everything on the fly, shoving things yeah. here and there, and none of it healthy because everything's on the fly. I've paid the price, but yeah, I think well, I've had it, salad every day this week too. <laughs> is that is yeah, we only Doctor Rickman really knows if that's true or not. By the way, how's your dog doing? I saw that dog on TV more in October last year than Pat Sajak. Well, she's so happy that her, her puppy's home now. Her puppy was gone, and now the two of them are home, and um, they're loving it. Keela and Lulu. They, uh, <laughs> Lulu was the one that was on your TV yeah, commercials, right? Lulu, yeah. Lulu yeah. was our, our four-year-old, and, and she had a, um, a litter of pups. She had eight puppies, seven males and one female. We kept oh, wow. a female. Wow. We named her tequila tequila for short oh wow so let me speaking of tequila yesterday you uh, yesterday on april the 4th you received a votive candle with your visage on it that would be may 4th uh may 4th excuse me on may 4th pardon me you received a votive candle with your image on it from botanica de santee where is that now and like what's gonna come of that oh it's sitting on my shelf at the office down at city hall are you gonna light that at some point? At some point, when I need when I need it. But until then, I'm just gonna let it be there. I thought that was the coolest. I I walked in, I looked up there, I was like, "That's me." Yeah. Let me ask you. Can I, I know you're supposed to be asking the questions here, and if you don't want to share this, no, I share anything. Are you Catholic? I was. I, okay, I, I never knew that, but I, on the campaign trail one night, I saw you do the cross. Yeah. And uh, I so, grew up Catholic. My mom was a, a Catholic, European Catholic, and I went to Catholic school for a while. I, I went. Um, I had like the coolest priest when I was growing up. Um, he's the only guy I know ever. He drove a diesel Mercedes, mm. and his license plate was Shalom. Oh. Catholic priest. Okay. Well, his name was Father Carter. He ended up being one of the. I think he ended up being. Um, the head of the diocese here in South Carolina. Hmm. But I remember um, he was sitting around. Uh, my father died when I was young, and my uncle and aunt came over, and they're all sitting around my house drinking scotch. And I was like, so, man, maybe priesthood is not as bad as I think it is. <laughs> Guy's got a Mercedes. He's drinking scotch. People have multitudes. Yeah. I was just wondering, because I, you know, I thought that you might have a Catholic background, again, based on just having seen you like you know do your, do your cross before and stuff like that. And so... This votive really is kind of a, a winking votive, I think. You know, yet the, the guy also in Botanica, they also have, which is on Santee Avenue, by the way, 
724 Santee Avenue. They have like Dave Grohl and Beyonce. Biggie. Biggie. On, Tupac. On, on the votive candles. He had no Snoop though. I was like, how, how can you not have Snoop? Oh man, I guess he's. And Martha right next to him. I guess he's prejudiced against Long Beach, California. So my daughter, uh, I got obsessed with um, Snoop Dogg and Martha's dinner show. Right. I even. Well, hold on. Now, first of all, how do you? 53. So you, I mean, but, but you like, I'm sure you like Snoop was huge. Like when we were younger, like now he's turned into like uncle Snoop Dogg. Here's some tequila. Martha Stewart's my mother or something. But like, you know, we came up like listening to Snoop Dogg. At least I did. Uh, you were probably, you're a little older than me, but like, you know, there was like, look, I was the first kid in my neighborhood, probably the only kid in my neighborhood who had rapper's delight. When it first came out on LP, the Sugar Hill Gang. Yeah, man, yeah. I could, I still to this day can sing that song from the beginning to the end. Oh man, but yeah, I interrupted you, but yes, I mean, like, like the Snoop now is not like the Snoop, you know. If you'd ever told me, like, like he actually beat a murder rap when I was like, when I was when I was a teenager, uh, walked out of the courtroom on him, and now he's like literally like doing cooking shows with Martha. Hey, but, he's an icon, but I was yeah. so, for, and so we laughed about it. To, one of my daughters gave me a watercolor this lady did, and it was of Snoop and Martha Stewart sitting on a sandwich. It hangs in my office over at the other office. But, you know, it's so funny. And, they, and she painted it? Yeah. Oh, wow. And, and But Snoop has become this icon yeah. out there in the food and beverage world, and, and, and he's... he's 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 still got young followers, but he's got all of us who've been following his whole career. Uh, he he's got a wine called Nineteen Crimes, I think. Uh, like you can get it at like Publix. Um, yeah, actually, an iconic rapper for sure. I thought the Super Bowl halftime show was amazing. That was awesome. Uh, it's a he, great tribute. He particularly was great. I thought during that. Uh, I'm not sure how we get on Snoop here, but yeah, I've always been a big fan of Snoop. I saw the other day he said that if you if you want him to guest on his track on your track if you want him to you know be featured it's uh two hundred fifty thousand dollars for 16 bars uh and if you and it's another 250 if you want him to be in the video and he'll shoot for an hour it's a pretty good gig so the pay, the state doesn't pay me to write you know like to you know to you know so what's he getting paid by corona oh who who knows man by the way corona uh, which is more iconic to you, Corona's Christmas commercial, Oh Christmas Tree, or the Hershey's Bells uh, Christmas commercial? Oh, Corona Christmas by far. I read that that was actually like, you know how like the lights come on in the tree, and they, they actually like strung lights in that tree and did it that way. I always thought it was some trick. Anyway, they shot that down in Yucatan. <laughs> Again, esoteric. I know this is what this, this is what the citizens of Columbia come here to hear about: the Corona Christmas tree commercial from the early '90s, which still plays every year. Every year. Yeah. Every year. <clears throat> so, last question. I know we're running out of time, and where are we going? So, what's next for Chris Trainer? Oh, wow. Uh, I don't know. I've been Don't say retirement. No, I'm not. I'm not. I'm, I'm, I got a lot of gray in my beard, but not that much yet. Uh, you know, short term, uh, I'm going to uh, the Bahamas in a couple of weeks, and then I'm going to Italy in June. So that's short term. I'm looking forward to those trips very much. Where are you much. going in Italy? We are going to Marsala, which is in Sicily. Yeah. Uh, not far from Palermo. My wife's got a good friend um, who is from Italy and she's getting married uh over there so we got we're going to a wedding in June over over there so Chris you yeah. know when you go to a wedding you got to actually wear long pants <laughs> you know. what are you going to do i've never seen know. you wear long pants I ever i'm going to have to wear yeah and i can't i i can't i can't go over there you know uh, you're right people a lot of people know i i always wear shorts um except like funerals and weddings so i'll have to wear britches that go all the way down to my ankles that'll be probably an international incident but uh, we're, we're gonna go over there and do that that's that's short term uh long term i don't know you know i've always thought about writing a book um you know my wife uh she's the vp of human resources at a local manufacturing uh company and does well in her career uh so we both have been blessed and enjoyed uh you know good past and present and hope for a good future as well um, my daughter, I got a 14, I got a four, she'll be 14 this year, Charlie. She's an equestrian. 
uh, rides horses. Uh, so there's a lot of horse shows ahead of us. Um, and, uh, yeah, just continuing to plug away. I love the newspaper business. I've been in it 18 years. It's a volatile injury, volatile industry. Uh, so I don't know how long I'll be in it. Um, yeah, you think it'll stay relevant? Yes, I do. I mean, I think that turning our industry is like turning a battleship, but I mean, I think you've seen places there'll be a day. I don't, it's not soon, but one day you'll look up and there won't be a physical paper anymore. Um, I'm not talking about the state. I just mean like all over the place and everybody's making that turn to digital. And I think you've seen major, major outlets like the New York times and others do it well. And I think others papers will start doing it better. Uh, we're trying all the time. We had discussions before we went on air on air here about trying to do it better. Um, I definitely think that that newspapers it won't look like they always have, but I think they'll stay relevant just because we can do things in a way that other outlets can't. Granted, they can do things in ways that we can't. You know, perhaps visually. I'm not. I've got colleagues in all types of media, and they do a great job. But I think we can still tell stories in a compelling way, and I think people will want that. Yeah, I, I, I oscillate personally between like I'll stay in it until like the last bullet's fired, and then I think mm, no, I'll maybe you know next year I'll go do something different. You know, I mean, I think everybody feels that way. Um, but I, I've enjoyed it. Yeah, I've been at it for a long time, and uh, I'm not looking for the exit anytime soon. So yeah, just hope to continue spending all the time I can with my family, writing stories and getting to know people in Columbia and Lexington and the Midlands. Well, folks, you heard it here. We've had Chris Trainer on today. What a great afternoon. Chris, thank you for being here. Thanks for sharing your thoughts. We really appreciate it. And we, we continue to hope you stay on the beat here in Columbia because yeah. we like having you around. Thank you for having me on. I enjoy, uh, I was surprised when you called and asked me on. So thank you for having me. Thanks to everybody who um, clicked and listened. Um, and you can catch uh, stories and by myself and others at thestate.com. And, and on uh, Chris Trainer Twitter. Yeah, I'm on Twitter at Chris Trainer SC, trainer with an O-R. Uh, I apologize in advance about that, what you may encounter there. Uh, but uh, not just kidding. It's mostly just like Columbia News and like Godzilla, things about Godzilla. Well, there's some sports in there. Oh, no, there's definitely some sports in there. I get into some, I, yeah, yeah, that, yeah, I get in some trouble doing all that um, for sure. But uh, Well, I like it because you not only can tell a story in, in less than 300 characters, but you also – put it down black and white in a story yeah. that I can read in the paper. Yeah. And I still read the paper every day. We, 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 we appreciate you doing that. I know you do because when I write certain things, I'll hear from you and uh, I'll hear from you. I'll hear from, you know, if I don't write certain things, uh, I'll hear from you. I'll hear from your, your colleague, Mr. Taylor and others about what is written and what isn't. So um, we'll just, keep y'all, y'all keep at it and we'll keep at it and we'll, and we'll get there together. Thanks, everybody, for joining us. Thank you. Appreciate you.